Welcome to Feeding Frenzy, a podcast brought to you by the Breastfeeding Resource Center. The BRC is a nonprofit organization in Abington, Pennsylvania. We're here to provide support on various parenting topics to help you get through the roller coaster ride of parenting. I'm your host, Colette Acker. Let's take this journey together. Hi, we're here again today with Louisa and Jen from the Breastfeeding Resource Center, and today we're talking about nipple shields. So what are they? Why do we use them? Pros and cons. Um, so what are they? One of you? Oh, uh, so uh, they are a silicone uh, shield that you put over uh, a mother's nipple. It attaches with a little bit of vacuum to a mother's breast. It often will like extend her nipple to make it a little easier for some babies to latch onto the breast. So it's a thin silicone thin nipple silicone. that looks sort of like a bottle nipple. Yep, very similar. And More are there shape. holes in it? Yes. There, there is. There's a few holes. They're usually like a conical shape. There's a few holes in the end of it that allows to milk around. to flow. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the reasons that we use them. Well, I think one of the big ones we see are maybe preterm babies, early babies who aren't quite engaged in a feed. They sometimes can help uh, that baby stay engaged in a feeding session. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, or the preterms who don't have enough fat pads in their right. cheeks, they have a rough time holding on to the breast, so that helps them. Um, most of the time they're given out in the hospital uh, not too long after baby has made several attempts to latch to the breast and uh, have been unable to. So uh, a nipple shield will d be given to the parent um, to facilitate latch. Yeah, and a lot of t times the reasons for that is the flat Nipples. or, you know, right. um, inverted nipples. Although the inverted nipples are really rare. Yeah. They are. They're, a they lot are. of the, it's the flat nipple or the flat nipple from a long induction, right. a lot of fluids, right. water retention. We're seeing more flat right. nipples. Because than... we see moms two weeks postpartum <laughs> and they're like, I have flat <laughs> nipples. And you're you like, pull well, the nipples like, out and you're Bing. like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think we can hang a hat on those. <laughs> <What>? Right. <laughs> Who exactly told you this? Um, so great. Sometimes if the baby has some type of anatomical variant, I know I use them for bubbled palates if those kids are struggling to get milk out. So um, I've used them for that purpose. Also tongue ties. Yeah. Yes. If you just can't get a comfortable or deep latch, it sometimes can be helpful until... Until they can maybe have it looked at. Yeah. So it's not typically a forever fix. Right. For some babies it is, but for most babies it's just going to get them over the hump <clears throat> to get milk more right. comfortably for mom. Several times I've seen, uh, um, for instance, babies latching well in the hospital. Mom's breast is fairly soft to start with before the milk supply increases. And then some changes happen. The breasts get fuller, firmer. And sometimes even it, it kind of like disorients baby a little bit. It's like all of a sudden there's like an issue with lashing. Yeah, and they're like, this is not what I've been feeding on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we try and try and get baby to lash because they've been able to do it before and they're just not having it. And 
and pop on that nipple shield and they're good to go. Yeah, and so you see that where this baby, the breast felt different to them and odd and they didn't like it. So it's sort of like those babies who've had a lot of bottles. Right. Now the right. breast is not something they're comfortable with, but if you slap a nipple shield on it, you can trick them sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So those breast refusers from too many bottles, it can be helpful. And really last but not least, well, it is the least I should say, is like working with a family who is in so much pain and we try everything to fix the latch and the positioning and there's still just an excruciating pain. Yeah. I feel like they yeah. it can provide a barrier for them. Right. Um, and again, it's typically short term. Very... This isn't a long term fix. That's my standard line. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is a temporary tool. Yes. Yeah. You know, Get your baby gonna... to the breast. Yes. Right. right. And so in the hospital setting, I really encourage like healthcare professionals who are handing them out to really stress that and that if they can't wean from using this shield in a week, go see a lactation consultant. Absolutely. Two right, yeah. weeks, still using it, try right. again, yep. go see it. I would say like 95% successful getting people off of the yep. nipple yes. shields. I would agree. Yes, yeah. I would agree too. It's been a handful of people that I've seen are like eight months old and I'm like really yep yeah but for some it's like that security blanket and it's working and it continues to work doesn't oftentimes we you know it's offered to a family and within a few weeks it becomes a barrier and they can't get their milk anymore for some babies it's just how they can get their milk and yeah and that's another issue with the nipple shield is that they come in several sizes yeah right and one's going to work better for you than others. Right. And what are we looking at? We're looking at the mom's nipple and we're looking at the baby's mouth. mouth. Right. So it's got to fit both of them. Yes. And again, I think in the hospital, you know, we'll have people come in and I'm like, why did they give you a 24 millimeter nipple shield? And this person has the little teeniest, tiniest little nipple I've ever seen. And again, it's that really flat nipple in the hospital and there's like no evertness whatsoever so we don't they don't always know just can't tell yeah, how big the nipple is yep. and once mom starts losing fluid and uh their nipples start to evert we're like okay one you probably don't need a nipple shield anymore and right. if you do a lot of times we can go to a smaller one i used to laugh years ago they had at um babies are us it was one of the options for your registry was a nipple shield and i always thought it was funny because like I don't know what size nipples my friends. I mean, I do now because they've all breastfed, but I don't remember what size their nipples are. <laughs> but prior to that, I didn't know what size nipples they had. So how do you know what size to get? How do you, you know what size you are? Right. Like, personally. Yeah, like, yeah. How many nipples have you seen? Right. You know, non-lactation consultant careers. Right. Um, you don't see the variety we do. No. And I would assume mine are, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my breasts are small. I know that much. Does that mean I have small nipples? Do they and, come bigger? And that's the other thing. A lot of people will think, I have very large breasts, so I need a large nipple shield. Yes. Mm -hmm. Same is... thing for breast, the flanges for their pump. Well, I'm large-breasted. I need a large flange. And I'm like, not always yeah. the nothing case. to do with it. Your yeah. nipples are the size of a pea, so yeah. there are <laughs> right. differences. Yeah, and that's the thing is the size matters in this case. It does. And... Um, you know, given the wrong size, there are some things that could happen that could work against you. Yeah. 
Yeah. People say, oh, I'll put a nipple shield and I won't have pain. We can all sit here and look at each other and say how many times we've seen blood and nipple shields and oh, people ooh. having unbelievable pain with a nipple shield. And I'm like, right. it doesn't, it doesn't always solve the nipple pain. No. And sometimes it's the cause of the nipple pain, right. you know, this small shield or, or this they too large, large nipple. And part of the nipples going through the holes of the yeah. shield. Like, yeah. Ow. <laughs> yeah. That looks so painful. So yeah, you've got to get, have the right size. And not only can it cause discomfort possibly for the parent, but sometimes babies don't get milk out it if you're using the wrong size shield. Yeah. It impacts or the even ability. a shield right. can cause it. So right. it works for some and it doesn't work for others. And I think that difficult part working in a hospital setting for the lactation consultants and the nursing staff is that you can't measure no you know how much milk is flowing or if the baby's right. able to get it as easily as we can do it in a um, outpatient setting and so you're handing over these nipple shields maybe it helped the baby latch but are they effective um, we are don't they know. even helping the other thing i i often find is they're not being used properly which can also cause pain or just they're annoying if you if you put a, a nipple shield on properly you're kind of rolling it back and kind of quote unquote vacuuming it to the breast it does make it a little easier to use a lot of families are just like popping it on there slapping it on there and babies are knocking it off and you know being able to use it properly can also make it a little nicer to use yeah and so the parents need to be taught that when they're handed yeah. one yeah they need that education of how long they should be using this remind them that it's temporary you know and and one of the things that we often hear are is the suggestion to pump after feedings until your milk supply increases just in case this kid isn't doing a good job right, right. Um, and to protect the milk supply and a lot of times you see those moms with small nipples and the shield is maybe an inch farther than the nipple itself is the is the millimeter or a milliliter of colostrum supposed to dive <laughs> right, up right. through the nipple shield like into the baby? Yeah, right? how are, <laughs> yeah. are they? You know, so I'm pretty sure in some cases they're not getting anything, but um, right. so pumping will help that. But what a lot of parents are doing is they're not stopping. Yeah, they're continuing to the pump when they the get pump. home. Right after nursing baby's getting milk and we're creating this yeah because that's what they were instructed supply. to do in the yeah. first place and there was no follow-through so yeah. like and that should be one thing that's told in the hospital if they're given this tool they need to have some kind of follow-up they need to be seen by a lactation consultant outside of the hospital to to just see the progress of what's reevaluate yeah, it exactly do we need this exactly do we yeah. continue Does it need to be done yeah. 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 Then that's that continuity of care that I'm always talking about. You know, in most cases, people are like handed a packet of information at the hospital and goodbye and good luck. And right. um, no they've got to really look for their resources on their own once they leave. Um, the other thing, oh, any other any other comments? We talked about lower, like we hear that often. It's going to lower your milk supply. You better get off, get the baby off of it. 
It's, yeah. it's the bottom line, people. Yeah. If the baby can transfer milk with, with the nipple shield, then it's the great. body will continue making Make milk. milk. Right. So right. it's not this black and white, these black and white statements. Like you have to pump afterwards. And just that that nipple shields in general. When when we started, Jen and I started, there was just such a negative connotation to nipple shields. And yes, there's a lot of people using them that just don't need them. Right. But right. there's lots of people who do, who and do. it's such a great way to get their baby to the breast. And again, it's usually very short term, and it's a godsend. Mm-hmm. I, but I say it to families all the time on day three. They're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm like, wait till you come back in two weeks. You're going to be like, I hate this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, it is a great thing getting this baby to the breast. Babies transferring milk, all is great. But usually within a week or two, you're like, I can't stand this thing. Because they're clear. They're, you, you can easily lose them. Your dog may chew them. Yes. They get lost in your bed in the middle of the night. Um, and so they can be really, and like I said before, babies are knocking them off. It's just super frustrating at some point for a lot of families. And we'll see families come back, you know, that are using it. And all of a sudden, like, the baby's not gaining. And, like, lo and behold, we take that shield off and whoosh, milk's flowing. Baby's yeah. transferring. And it was just, it, it served its purpose for that short amount of time and now it's time to move on without it yeah i've seen that several times and i feel like as baby's mouth gets bigger it changes where it is on the yeah, breast and right, i think yeah. that nipple shield keeps it in that same place all right, the time that causes right. problems um i had a thought in my head and now it left this <laughs> happens a lot to me what was it um, the cool changing colored shield. Really right well, there's so many different nipple shields out there. And if you just go onto Amazon, oh gosh. there's some the that variety. are full on like bottle nipples, bottle nipples directly and, on the breast that doesn't even, yeah. the baby's mouth doesn't even come close to the nipple. Those are, um, I've only had one experience with one that I was you were happy about the, that this baby was. Yes. Milk, yes. I really was. <laughs> But when I looked at it prior to that, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. Like, the whole idea of having the baby latch to the breast with the nipple shield is getting them to really remove the milk. And if you look at this type of nipple shield, it, it like, I don't even, I don't even think it's a, like, I wouldn't even call it a nipple shield. Because it, it literally like looks nipple. like a bottle yeah. nipple that you're, like, attaching to the breast. There is some suction there. Like the milk comes out in the aspect of kind of like a, a letdown with some with some suction. It doesn't. It just it just has the baby drink at the breast. It doesn't necessarily have them like stimulating the breast the, the way they that they should be when they're breastfeeding. Yeah, not it's a something's fan of supposed them. to be light and soft and you know soft silicone. We just started carrying the one brand that is blue. Well, it's different colors for different sizes. But when it's not on uh, on the body, it's colored. And then when it gets put onto the breast, it kind of goes clear. So you can easily find it you can when it easily flies find on. It. It's, yeah. When it's not yeah. on the body. Next, we need yes. them to be glow in the dark. But maybe right. we're asking too much. I don't know. I've been saying yeah. that for 25 years. <laughs> yeah, right. Really but even this blue, and they're, I think they're like blue, pink, and another color. I think they're just, they're really, really, they're not the greatest sizing. That's my only beef with them. But I think they're great. They're really soft. Yeah, they're much softer than, like, the Medela one. Because are a little um, bit more firm. Yeah, and yeah. so sometimes they collapse if it's a smaller nipple. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. 
that's a just, good concept yeah the no, color. being able to mm -hmm. find it in the middle of the night is really really helpful and that's the other thing we have to remind families you know these should be cleaned after yeah. feedings yes. hot soapy water wash we have many people have you seen just take that nipple oh, heel and i was gonna lick it. say don't treat it like a pacifier we're dropping they the lick ground, it and they and pop, pop it on. on yeah right that's gross. um so <laughs> some people do find like dipping it in hot water prior to using it just to help it stick a little better can be helpful but that's not cleaning it. It just should be cleaned very similar to like a bottle or um, your pump parts. Two but it's a hot it soapy does. water wash. You're not, you don't need to sterilize it, but. I remembered what I was gonna say. Oh, good. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I find that weaning the baby from the shield, the mother really is the one that's getting accustomed to it and, you know, using it as a crutch. and. Yeah. possibly not trying as often to latch without it um but two things i think that families should look for is that in the beginning babies are just like i'm hungry give me food food food, food. i want food and they don't care they want a familiar way they want it in their mouth they want milk going down their throats right, right now right as the baby gets older you know they may be crying for food then mom picks them up and they're like oh okay this, this means she's picking me up. I'm going to you know, be put in front of her. And they may calm down even more there. Right. And once they, they put all those other things together that there's going to be a feeding, I think you can slip off the shield right. Right. and trick them. More, you're more likely to be able to trick them to latch on. And so I often see if somebody comes in and I'm like, okay, let's try and do it without the shield. And they immediately go to their bag no, no, and no, no, put no. the shield on. I'm like, no, that's not why we're yeah. here. And we always try without it. I always say that to families yes. too when they come yeah. back. I'm like, let's try without it. If they can't and baby's getting upset, I say put it on for the handful of sucks. Get that milk flowing, kind of calm them a little bit. Okay, my belly isn't totally empty. And then you pop it off or do it on one side and not on the other. They kind of got the groove going. Yeah. And, and I say what happens for a lot of people is either they start with it and then they can't they can't continue it. And so we have to finish it with the right. shield or we start with it and we finish without it. And what happens eventually is you're like, oh, look at that. I just nursed without the shield. It just happens kind of organically yeah. over time. It's really hard to use them out in public. Yes. Yeah. You know, babies do knock it off and yeah. things like that. And, re and you have to find it and uncomfortable having reach your nipple out. Here. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And your breast is out a yeah. little bit more and maybe uncomfortable yeah. for some people. I do find the one thing too when it comes to getting families off the nipple shield, the way that I explain it to them is you have to go back to the basics of what you're doing as far as latching a baby. How often do you see a family come in, they put the nipple shield on and they have the baby in front of them. What are they doing? Slurp right on. They're just like moving their whole body yeah. to get the baby to latch without any guidance of their breast or the baby to the breast. Yeah, no latch technique. There is yeah. no latch technique. And the other thing sometimes that I do see and find families doing is um, how the baby is there and what else do you see for what the baby's doing when the baby's sucking? What's happening? The nipple shield is popping in yeah, and out of the, the baby's mouth. mouth. Yeah. There's not a consistent deep enough latch. Or a vacuum. Or a vacuum. And so there's a whole lot of disconnect when it comes to getting used to using the nipple shield that families need to be taught 
over yeah. again when they're latching without it. Yeah, you have to do a lot more shaping of your breasts exactly. and bringing the baby to your breast. Exactly. The analogy I use a lot for, for families who are going from a shield without a shield, I always say like eating with a shield is like eating with a fork. And eating without a shield is like eating with chopsticks. And so when they start trying to do it, they're just maybe getting little bits. And they're getting, like, think about if you had to eat every meal with chopsticks. Well, me, you guys know how to use chopsticks. I don't. I'm not good at it. Oh, I, I would be really hungry. I can use them. I and, can do pretty yeah. good. And, like, halfway through the meal, I'd be like, I forget it. And I'd get my fork. We all went out to dinner. Right. And I needed a fork, okay? I got my fork. And that's how I got my food. But if that's all I kept doing was every meal kept trying with chopsticks, I'd eventually figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it would become second nature to me. Right. So it's just, it's just. It, we're just changing the way in which they're eating. Right, right. And so it is a big enough difference, but sometimes, sometimes you just get rid of it and they just jump on and it's no big deal. Other times they're a little hesitant, either mom or baby, um, and you can kind of just start weaning slowly from it. And it's just practice. Oh, yeah. And sometimes those babies are like, thank hell goodness. no. Like, right. Sometimes <laughs> you're like, thank goodness you got rid of that thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and the gobity gulps begin, and I'm like, well, that's why your baby wasn't gaining. Yes. The shield uh, was impacting. The and then you have the opposite of the ones right. who absolutely refuse to latch without it. Look, you know, the bare breast touches their lips, and they go crazy. crazy. You're like, okay. And those moms feel frantic. Horrible. Right. Yeah. And, right. Um, you know, just to reassure sure you give it another week we'll yeah. try again yeah good so nipple shields any other words of advice they're not as bad as everyone makes them they're really not they're a I good do. tool like it could mean the difference are. of breastfeeding yes, or not exactly and pumping and bottle exactly right and that's or, the, that's the approach that exactly. people are you know and i think if they get a bad rap i think they have to be used properly they do and they definitely need a lot of follow-up and follow-through through the progression until they're eventually off of it, if that's what they end up being. Yeah, they keep mm-hmm. coming back. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And any gadget, any tool, anything that you're using in addition to breastfeeding until you are at your ultimate goal, coming back, having follow-up is definitely suggested. Yeah. It's anything. Like mm-hmm. you were saying, if you're pumping. Yes. No exactly. one should be pumping forever. Yes. No. So. Something's going on if you're pumping. And same thing with the shield. There's yeah. something Don't happening. Use this long yeah. Term. No. Yeah, help you out. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, that's it for nipple shields. Thanks Yay. for joining us, and okay. uh, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Feeding Frenzy. The BRC is a nonprofit organization committed to providing expert clinical and educational breastfeeding services. Find out more about us at breastfeedingresourcecenter.org.